The north of Middle-earth is in flux. With settlers coming up the Greenway from the south, the folk of the Bree lands have opened up a new village in the hills across the road from Bree. Dower hands now defeated, more dwarves are coming to settle in Thorns Hall, and so new delvings have been made. The elves, some awaiting a ship to carry them to the west of west, others helping to build those ships, settle along the loon in record numbers. And the Shire Hobbits, after many years of peace and prosperity, have built up a new village just between the north and south farthing. For more than a thousand years, the Shire folk have lived in peace, thanks to both their geography and the unseen guardians beyond their borders. And so, perhaps there is just enough to spare for the construction of new steadings here in the Four Farthings. This is all well and good for us adventurous types, for after braving the terrors of the dark places of the world, after besting beast and orc and dragon, what is better to return to than a place to call your own? Here in the Shire homestead of Whitwich, the sun descends over the downs to the east. Little windmills spin happily in the breeze. Waterfalls cascade into streams leading us to our own party tree, and you think this? This is home. We're in the homesteads of Eriador, and you are listening to Beneath Your Feet. Many of us have said, at some point or other, that we wish we could live in Middle-earth. And how many of us, giving it only a half-second of thought, have declared that we would live in the Shire. The Lord of the Rings Online offers us such an opportunity. No, it may not be the sandbox Shire life we thought was promised in the elder days of Middle-earth Online, but housing here is a definite treat, and has come a long way since its inception. And when did you? what led you to uh, the Lord of the Rings Online? Honestly, I don't remember. I started <laughs> playing 12 years ago. Oh, wow. I don't even know where I find uh, that this game exists. <laughs> uh, one day I just stopped downloading it. And, uh, and, you know, the day after that I was playing it. And, uh, and the day after that too. And, uh, <laughs> and since, since then I never stopped. Wow. Yao is the proprietor of Decode de Milieu, the premier housing blog and database for the Lord of the Rings online. At first, I, I was not really interested by uh, the housing system in Lothra. I think when I started playing 12 years ago, I just got one house and, and it was like, okay, it's cool to have a, a house. But uh, back at the time, if, you, if people remember, uh, the housing system in Lotro was very, very poor. Yes. Um, we couldn't move uh, housing items away from their hooks. And um, I think back at the time, I saw the potential of Lotro housing. But uh, for me, that was just a small part of the game. Uh, the most important part for me was uh, wandering around Middle Earth and mm -hmm. uh, questing and having fun with friends. But that was not really important. And I think it started to be very important for me when they they developed the Belfalas housing area. Mm. And then everything changed because uh, with that update, they introduced the ability to move deco items and uh, totally changed the uh, housing for me. So I think at the time of Belfalas um, housing, I went on Google 
and started to search for housing items on the wiki and on various websites. And it was very difficult back at the time to find a complete database. Uh, some items were on the wikis, were not. And then I decided to start working on Decodimilio, uh, gathering all the housing items uh, I could at the time and uh, and creating a, a food that a complete uh, database. So that was in 2016. And uh, at first, watch, that was just a small blog uh, for French people. Uh, but uh, in 2018, I started to translate the website in English. And since then, uh, I think we now have a great community of housing nerds and, uh, and decoration lovers. I mentioned Whitwich earlier. I find the naming of particular neighborhoods interesting because they personalize our experience of The Lord of the Rings online. Like the epic quest, our neighborhood is our own, our version of Middle-earth. Though it is an instance and instances can be distracting, the thought of my village, called Witwitch, filling out the Shire is fun and unique. The same goes for Breeland. The reasoning behind the Bree homesteads is taken straight from the books. At the sign of the Prancing Pony, we learn that many refugees have come up from the south, escaping the hardships caused by encroaching White Hand and attacks from Mordor. Whereas the Bree folk of the books may not be too happy about outsiders coming into their little world, in The Lord of the Rings Online, a whole new village has been constructed south of Bree Hill, and it is open to all. It's also easy to decorate. So the premium housing is very exciting. We get to have our houses in new areas in Middle Earth, but it's kind of hard to beat the original area door housing. So which of those area door homesteads uh, would be your favorite? That's a difficult one, actually, because um, there are things that I like and dislike in every classic neighborhood. If I had to choose a classic neighborhood for its yard, I think I would say Falatlon and maybe Shire, because Shire is just the perfect perfect place to live in Middle Earth, and um, and Falatlon housing area is just gorgeous, you know, with all those uh, those trees and the river. And, uh... But when it comes to house and areas, I think I rather have a Torrens Hall uh, house and the Brie one. Brie is just a uh, the Brie interiors are just uh, easy, easy to decorate. Mm. So you said the, 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 and the Thorns Hall interior is the same layout as the Brie one. Am I right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. M more or less. Uh, I think the main room is a bit uh, smaller mm -hmm. for Thorns Hall. But uh, yeah, that's more or less the same, uh, the same interior. Yeah. The Brie homestead is particularly gorgeous as it shows off the varied topography of the region. The neighborhood begins with essentially a valley hemmed in on all sides by stony cliff faces. And once we move upwards into the hill, the trees take over and remind us of the Chetwood just to the north. Moreover, we are treated to a slice of history as, much to the chagrin of the villagers, a massive Arnorian ruin sits at the top of the neighborhood in the southwest corner. It is a preview, or template, for the rest of these classic neighborhoods found across all the starter areas of Lotro. 
Thorin's Gate is next. It begins as expected, a cave neighborhood of stone pillars and dwarven statues. But there are waterways here that cut through the finely paved common areas. They descend gently down from the snowfall of an opening in the cave. Finally is Linden and the Falathlorn homesteads. This area is hard to categorize as it is kind of a suburb of the Grey Havens, as well as an outpost for elvish trade with Durance folk. The backstory is also tricksy. For how long does it take these elves to construct a ship? And how many are flocking westwards here in the twilight of the Third Age? Enough to warrant the construction of a whole neighborhood? I'm not so sure. Elves have always lived in the west of Eriador, and it became, in some sense, the central hub of Elvendom, at least until the fall of Gilgalad. So the fair folk have been coming and going in this part of the world for many thousands of years, and I suppose then that a homestead is not unreasonable. Shaky as its existence may be, it is incredibly beautiful. Cherry blossoms dapple the foothills of the arid Lewin, and while the other homesteads of Eriador exist in a closed valley of sorts, Falathlorn is open to the River Loon and the port towns beyond. But it's not that easy to decorate. One thing I like about Falathlorn is that it doesn't feel as closed up as the other ones because you can see yeah. the river and the other areas. It's not as... Yeah, uh, even, like... even, even yards are not... Uh... You don't have fences and mm -hmm. uh, in Falathlorn, and uh, and it's, it's really elvish, you know. Those pink trees are just awesome, you know. Yes, definitely. Do you find that the elf houses are difficult because they're circular? Are they difficult to decorate for that reason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the main reason. Plus, I think also they are very dark inside. Mm -hmm. They could definitely uh, benefit from the. From the lightning uh, system, uh, they added for premium uh, houses. Yeah. But yeah, the circular thing is quite difficult to manage, yeah. I think. <laughs> it's a bit odd. But elves, elves are a bit weird, I guess. Yeah. And so when it comes to decorating, what makes a player house feel like it belongs in Middle-earth? Difficult one, too. Uh, I think that we have... Last time I checked, uh, we have over uh, 2,000 unique items uh, in-game. Oh, wow. And they almost all fit perfectly well in middle hair. So it made things quite easy for decorators to create a, a great house that really belongs in middle hair. But what I like the most are the, the houses with a dedicated theme. I mean, player who create uh, taverns and uh, and things like that. Even a small house where you can see yourself living, you know, uh, with a nice bedroom, a kitchen, living room, uh, something really simple. But uh, but uh, but that that's mostly the thing I like uh, when uh, visiting houses. And the only thing I don't really like. Um, when I'm visiting houses for contests or, or, or hells, uh, are the houses that are full of taxidermist items. <laughs> uh, most of the time, it doesn't make any sense to me. And sometimes I even think that people are just filling the blanks with, uh, with, housing, with uh, taxidermist items. And um, yeah, I'm not really fond of 
taxidermy items. Do do you not like them uh, aesthetically? You don't because they don't fit the design, or do yeah, you, they, or they yeah. don't fit Middle Earth. Yeah, aesthetically, I don't really. I mean, some also the Dragosh one are just mm -hmm. uh, are the the fire pit from um, the fireplace. Uh, sorry for from uh, Arthur. Uh, it's just it's just great, you know. Um, all the ceremonies, uh, all the ceremonies things are just great. But most of these are not really great. Yeah, I'm not a, not a huge fan of taxidermist items. Yeah. So we appreciate your hard work. Thank you. And uh, also, I need to thank uh, Scenario uh, because uh, when Scenario came back in Lotro, um, he really focused um, two years ago on housing. Since then, we got uh, Rouen housing and then uh, Erebor this year. So, so thanks uh, to Scenario. A sense of home permeates wherever we go in our journeys throughout the Lord of the Rings online. As I say, and as others far more learned than I have said, a reason we always return to Middle-earth is for Middle-earth itself. The land, the trees and waterways, towns and ruins are characters unto themselves given life by Tolkien's vivid writing. Tucking ourselves away in a little piece of that land, even if it's on a screen, even if it's just a hobbit hole, is like a dream come true. Thank you for listening to Beneath Your Feet. For more information on the show, please visit anchor.fm slash L-O-T-R-O-B-Y-F. Any support, a review, a share, a donation is all very much appreciated. Beneath Your Feet is also available on YouTube. Search for Lotro Beneath Your Feet to listen to past episodes and watch current live streams. You can also join me live each month for the Beneath Your Feet live stream on twitch.tv slash stream. With each show, we dive deep into a particular region of the Lord of the Rings online. We hunt for Easter eggs and talk lore for the upcoming podcast episodes. Today's music comes from the Lord of the Rings online soundtrack. This episode was written and read by me, with special thanks to Yao. To visit Yao's excellent blog, you can visit dcodumilieu.fr. My name is Shoreless, and we'll see you next time when we go beneath your feet.